Is that good? That was a great sermon. I do apologize if I'm a little nervous. Last time I did this, I realized was four years ago. But uh, that was a great sermon, and it seems to go together pretty well with mine, and I'm just going to jump right into it here. You don't have to stand right away because the first scripture, there's a lot of scripture. The first one's not going to come up, but in a bit. My dad, whenever we were in Ukraine, the title of this sermon is called Spiritual Self-Defense. And my dad, whenever we were in Ukraine, when us boys reached a certain age, he saw the necessity. We cannot carry guns over there. We cannot carry knives. We cannot carry anything to defend ourselves. And so he saw the need to prepare me and my brothers at a certain age for any situation that might happen, given that we don't have those things that we get to enjoy here in the United States. Here in the United States, it's wonderful that you get to carry things to protect yourself, and you still get to carry this anywhere you go. It's a wonderful thing. You get to defend yourself spiritually and physically here. Um, The first point of this sermon is called strength and training, because... Strength is a very important part of defending yourselves and being capable. I don't care what people say. If you, wear, if you weigh 50 pounds and you go up against someone who is four times your size, no matter how much skill you have, you are going to lose. You may have the burden of sin lifted off of you, but like Brother Joe just preached, you now have, have armor. And I don't know if you know this or not, but that's very heavy. You need to be strong. You're not allowed to be weak just because the burden of sin has been lifted off of you. When you put on the armor of God, you better make sure that you are strong and prepared to bear that armor and to wield that sword that he's given you. We are not allowed and we don't have the right to become weak and lazy and abuse this body and our soul. We do not have the right. And then... um, the first, the first scripture would be 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and you can stand for this one. It's very short. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong, and you may be seated. It's one of my favorite verses. The Bible, all over the place, talks about strength. You're supposed to be strong, as I've already stated. And you're also, it says you're supposed to quit you as men. Nowadays, I feel like that, more than anything, is under attack. They're trying to make you feminine. They're trying to make you weak. They're trying to make you nothing. And so... That, that, I feel like, is one of the main topics. It's the first topic, is strength. Be strong. And then, of course, training. Your strength is not going to do you any good. It's not going to do you any good if you're just this brute who does not know how to wield his sword. His sword. It's the same thing with weapons. There's a lot of differences between physical self-defense and spiritual. I like to compare the two, and as I grew up, I started to see the similarities and the difference. And I do want to say this. The main difference between spiritual self-defense and physical self-defense is my instructor would tell us sometimes after he would teach us how to handle a new situation or he would walk us through something, at the end of it, he would say, I pray you never have to use this. Because a lot of people, if you're smart... 
you may not have to use it. You could train your whole life. You could achieve everything there is to achieve in your um, form of martial art, and you may never have to use it. And if you're smart, you shouldn't have to. And there's the main difference, because spiritually, you are fighting the moment you get out of bed, the moment you wake up, the moment you walk into the world. You are under attack. And so why aren't you training? You need to train. You need to make yourself strong. Uh, I'm going to move on to point number two. Vigilance and safety in numbers. Vigilance, obviously... Um, I'd like to actually turn straight to uh, 1 Peter 5, 8. Some of you probably know this verse. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. I mean, you don't get a clearer warning than that. I've already said you're going to fight every day. The Bible lays it out right there. He's out there and he's waiting for you. And it comes in many, you're under attack on many different levels from many different people. Another similarity is, um, Brother Barry probably knows this, being a cop is a lot of crime. A lot of victims are victims of someone they probably know in some way. And that's one of the things, it's sad, but it's true. But self-defense, one of the main reasons for it, spiritually, is because if you don't watch out, your own brother, people you know in the church, can hurt you if you do not watch. And so you need to guard yourself, both here and out there, and you need to guard them. Whenever they are slipping, you need to be able to be vigilant and watch that and warn them. Don't let them walk into something that you know is going to hurt them. Do not let them go down that dark alleyway. It's like, oh, I think I'm going to take a shortcut. I'm going to walk down here, and it's dark and dreary. And like, look, I think there's some shady guys over there, but it's faster. You're not a good Christian brother if you're going to let your fellow man walk down that dark alley without warning him of the dangers that are clearly stated in this book. Safety in numbers, I kind of already hit that. You're supposed to stay together. You're supposed to guard each other. Self-defense isn't for just you. It's not just to protect me and myself, and I'm going to keep myself huddled in this little corner, and I'm going to be safe, and if he goes out there, it's his fault. Well, it is his fault, but you should be physically capable to defend him. I have a wife. Many of you have wives. You have family. You have brothers and sisters. You know, Cain said, am I my brother's keeper? What, are you going to follow his example? I don't think so. You're supposed to protect one another. Um, I do want, I thought I had a verse for that. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. I love this verse, actually. I'm not going to skip over this one.
Ecclesiastes 4, stalling because I can't get to it. 4, 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. I mean, that illustrates it pretty well. You need one another to stay strong. We need to stick together, keep this church safe and strong, and watch out for one another. Point number three. This is whenever things start to escalate in a real situation. And I've, I've been in a few, but I'm not going to get into it. You start, with the, you start with distance. When I'm walking around, and someone I don't know, we will call him an unknown contact. He comes within my perimeter. I don't know this person. I'm going to manage that distance. And this is biblical. Spiritual, spiritual self-defense is the same way. This is biblical. You are supposed to come out from among them. You're not supposed to be with them. You're not supposed to be mingling in the bars and all those places. You're supposed to manage those unknown contacts. They are lost and they will drag you down. You keep that distance. It may come across as rude, but you can try to keep it civil. Like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I know you're lost and you're asking for directions. But if you could just... Like, I'll, I'll, I'll direct you where you're trying to go. You know, you manage that contact in real life because you don't know what he's trying to do. And a lot of people, they really like to invade your personal space, and you don't know when he's going to pull a shank or he's going to just clock you upside the head just because you're American or just because he doesn't like you. And then there's the warning. Whenever they start getting too close, you have to be able to tell them, Listen, sir, you're getting too close. I've told you a few times now. Please keep your distance. Whenever someone, whether in the church or out in the world, is trying to get you to do something, this is where you start to show some of that strength that God has put in you men, that if you have nurtured it, will turn into boldness and ferocity, because I don't know if you know this or not, but our God is not a weak God. Amen. Okay? He is the strongest being out there, and you should try to replicate some of that. As weak as we are, we can do our best. You need to have a little bit of aggression. Whenever they start getting to that point, and your buddy's trying to get you to take a drink, listen, I don't agree with that. That is just plain wrong. I'm not going to smoke that blunt. I'm not going to drink that. My Bible says it's wrong. God says it's wrong. And even though no one else is here, he sees it. I'm not doing it. Please don't. You have to have that hostility because, like I've already said, it will drag you down. It is a danger. Treat it like one. If someone came to you with a knife, which is a very clear danger, I guarantee you, you would act with a little sense of urgency and you would become strong pretty quick. Why don't we do the same with spiritual matters? Amen. Why don't we treat it the same? Whenever the difference, another big difference between the two is the one is far more serious. I die, I go to heaven. Okay? How bad is that? That's pretty great. But when someone is trying to tear down my testimony, and I'm, I've got a wife there that I'm responsible for if I fall. And women... I don't know if you know this or not, but the devil knew what he was doing whenever he went straight for Eve. Amen. 
you're supposed to be strong. This does not talk about just men. You're supposed to be strong because if he can get to the wife or the woman in your life, he can get to you pretty easily. That'll drag a man down. So everyone needs to strengthen themselves. Um, point number four, and I don't know how much time I have left. Okay, point number four. The battle cry and the fight. There comes a point when the warnings aren't enough. He's not listening. And one of the things we learned is you keep moving back and you keep moving back and eventually you get to a point where you can't go any further and they are not afraid of you. You haven't made them afraid and you have to have the strength and the boldness to look your now enemy in the eye and say, back up! I'm done! You have to be ferocious because if you can explode and raise your voice, whoa, okay, he's, he's, a, he's a little bit serious. This guy ain't just going to take it. It's not, hey, I'm feeling threatened. Could you please, could you please just like, man, it's hurting my feelings. Can't we just like, man, you know, it's, that's not, God never did that. He went through that temple flipping tables and chairs with a whip. I think people forget just how violent a book this is, just how scary a God. He's powerful. And then lastly, there's the fight. This has a few subtopics that I'm just going to rattle off in respect of the time. One of the things, thank you, yep, four things that will help you win that fight. is Number one, I love the verbiage that our instructor used, but he said you have to stay conscious and stay upright. Do not get knocked out. Do not get knocked down. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but the reality is there's always more than one. You get knocked down, you can't deal with it. Do not fall, do not slip, and stay conscious, okay? A firm foundation. When you take a fighting stance, you're not standing straight up and you're wobbly. Your foundation is everything. Every strike you throw, every block you use, everything comes from the legs and the foundation. We already know the verses of how important a firm foundation is. Even if you're a shooter in here, you know that you need a firm foundation wherever you handle that weapon. It doesn't matter. When fighting, you need a firm foundation. And uh, using weapons and keeping it from the enemy. I'm going to skip to the last one and be done here. The devil knows your weapon more, more than you do. Amen. And in a real-life situation, one of the scary realities is when you draw your sword and you don't know how to use it, when you draw your gun and you don't know how to handle it, it can be taken away from you like that and used against you. Study this book. Because if you draw it and you have no idea what you're doing, the devil can take it away and he can use it to corrupt you like that. And that's all I have.